Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay Andre. Welcome in. You are indeed listening to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast, here with you live on a Tuesday night, May the 23rd, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Got a little hour show for you tonight, getting back in the saddle after some time off after the uh, NFL draft. So I just wanted to get a little show in. You know, we always get some shows during the off-season. We kind of meander around and talk about whatever's on our minds. Uh, I got some uh, nightmare stories to tell about uh, job searching tonight for anyone interested in that. Uh, Jay, how's things going? Uh, Doing well. You know, last time we talked uh, was the draft. That's right. And Cute Factor had uh, broken her leg. And uh, we're we're, we're in the recovery phase of that still. So that's pretty much been dominating everything here uh, the last month and a half. Since, since that happened so every day is starting to blend into the next so I don't have uh, I don't have any special topics to talk about tonight but of course that doesn't mean that we won't meander and and just do what we do because we are the kings of non sequitur yeah we'll start somewhere or we'll end up somewhere else uh, what would you guys forget do for where we started exactly what you guys do for your anniversary uh, boy, what did we do? We went to the casino. That wasn't fun. Oh, sorry. It started off fun. <laughs> and it, yeah. But and, and it, you know, but we 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 didn't lose more than we were willing to lose. But we so we had a good time. Uh, it was a it was a bit of a condensed night. It's been been hard trying to to get out, um, having an immobilized child still. Right. Yeah, that's how those trips to the casino usually go, isn't it? They start oh, out yeah. fun, and then something happens, and things go south. Yep. You always know that point where you should have left and didn't. Yeah. Yep. Very, very familiar. Uh, that reminded me of the only thing gambling-wise that I wanted to mention what's been happening. Just, just the perfect example of how bad my luck has been. Um, I think I told you about these uh, single-game parlays you can play for these uh, basketball playoff games where you go shopping down the list. I want this guy for assists, this, you know, this many points, this many rebounds, this, that, and the other. Um, and you can make some, you know, some, some interesting parlays and, and get some good odds going if you play your cards just right. And all I, all I can say, that first Nuggets-Lakers game, the first game of the series, I was one LeBron James assist away from $1,100. One assist. Got everything else right. Man. And just missed by that much. And that is all you need to know about me, me and my gambling. Uh, up and down is always mostly down, but that would have that would have handled a lot. That would have uh, made me up by, by a lot. That would have made things really yeah. sweet, but 
The only thing that would have made it better is if they had sent you a check for almost eleven hundred dollars, or or a plaque or something. You yeah, were this almost close. winner. Yeah, <laughs> that that should be on my my gravestone. Almost a winner. Your lies, Dre. Um, I did get a check. Uh, that's part of the the, the job story. That, that's part of the nightmare. <laughs> I, I have received a, a check for a large amount of money, um, and I had I I didn't want anything to do with it. It's, it's basically the way that went down. Uh, Yeah, I guess I can get right into my stuff. Uh, We got uh, an hour live, as I said. Um, Whatever time we have left, we have other things we can always get into. We can talk about the NBA playoffs a little bit. We can talk about baseball so far. We're about a quarter of the way through the season at this point, maybe more of a third of the way through. Um, And we, I'm sure, both have thoughts on what this sort of new world, brave new world of baseball is with uh, the the timer, the pitch clocks, and uh, guys stepping out and stepping back in and doing the hokey pokey and turning themselves around and all that stuff. Uh, so we can get to that. Um, we can play uh, our favorite game, one of our long-standing traditional games in the uh, in the off season here on IMLD uh, is where I read Jay the most recent list of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, oh, hey. and Jay responds met to pretty much all of them. So we can do that uh, as well. You know they. Who's left? <laughs> uh, this the list gets more and more eclectic every year. So yeah, that's about all I can tell you. We we move farther and farther away from from rock and roll, and, and now it's yeah. just it, now it's just it, it it's like Music. the wrestling hall of fame. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> uh, with Pete Rose and uh, and Donald Trump and all sorts of people that have nothing yeah. to do with wrestling. Oh, I don't know if it's quite that bad, but it's it's it's, it's bad. So there's there's all of that to possibly look forward to. That reminds me to tell you that uh, we we do a lot of that in the after show. If we do go live over the uh, one hour, we do have uh, a VIP after show uh, after that. You can only listen to that uh, on the podcast version of the show, uh, which you can come back here to listen to uh, to that to blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. You can subscribe on. Uh, iTunes or any number of different places uh, that you subscribe to podcasts. Uh, but that's something to look forward to uh, after we go over the hour live. Uh, so let me get to what in the world has been going on with me. Um, basically, the, uh, the the occupation that I have has been uh, not very steady as far as the uh, the amount of work. Um, they they Without getting into all sorts of boring details, they pay us by – the, the amount of work we can bang out. Um, so basically they pay us by the keystroke. And if you don't have a lot of work, you don't have a lot of keystrokes. So there's a lot of days uh, just like today of us just kind of sitting there looking at each other, trying not to fall asleep, looking at movies on our phones and TV shows and whatnot, uh, which is fine for, you know, downtime, but is terrible as far as trying to get paid by your production. So I've been looking around. I've been, uh, you know, I've been here for 12 years. I've been, uh, here in Memphis for 12 years, I've been at the same job, the same building. They've gone through several name changes and uh, you know company sales, but it's basically the same general occupation and, and operation. Uh, but I've been bump, bouncing around uh, different online job sites, seeing what's out there uh, under data entry, uh, and seeing a lot of things that looked really promising uh, as far as remote, you know, remote work. You can, you know, 
a brave new world with that as well. You can get a job based anywhere in the world. And if you got a good enough set up at home, internet wise, you can do your job there. You can do your job. I, I definitely remember being on a couple of cruises, the last few cruises and walking past people, uh, sitting out there on, you know, on a, on a table right there near the water, uh, with a, with a laptop up and, and they clearly were not, you know, looking at movies or doing anything, uh, uh, lazy or, uh, you know, they were intense. They were hunched over and work. They were, they were clearly working. They were clearly doing something, uh, that, that was important. They were probably working and making money. Um, I mean, they may have been writing the great American novel, but, uh, they were probably actually doing their job and, and making their, their money that way. You can do it anywhere, all this remote work. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'd love to get a piece of that. There's no reason for me to drive to work, you know, 17 miles every day and back. I could save on that gas. I can be at home. I can spend more time with the with the wife. And, you know, a lot of they get paid more of the salaries better. So a lot of pluses and, and not too many minuses. Well, I didn't think there were too many minuses. Um so I, I started looking around some of these websites. Uh, uh, the Indeed.com, for the most part, was where I was looking. And one thing I found on Indeed, looking under data entry, um, was this uh, website called Scouting Heroes. And basically, it is very similar to Baseball Info Solutions, which is the company that hired me to uh, go to baseball games, uh, minor league baseball games down here, and, and chart a lot of data and send it back to them for a, a, a minimal amount of money per game, but it was very fun. I was getting paid to watch baseball and basically I loved it. And I, I'm sad that it ended. Um, it ended a few years ago, right before the pandemic hit, they were going to pull out uh, operations here anyway, as far as uh, here in Memphis, they had enough cameras set up where they were going to be able to look at the games remotely where they are up in Pennsylvania. They didn't need anybody to come out to the games anymore. So, this is uh, this company called Scouting Heroes. They're new. Um, they're looking for people to go do college football games. They're not looking for baseball, at least not right now. But they, what the website did indicate that they're trying to expand to other sports, such as college basketball. But they seem to be focused right now on college football. Um, and I, I went to the website. It, it looked legit. Um, you know, a little light on details. Uh, there's nothing uh, at all about, you know, how much they want to pay you per game to do this. Uh, there, there's really not much as far as what they want you to, to do, what data they want you to gather at these games. But they are looking for people, and they're looking for people all over. I, I saw uh, all sorts of, you know, college towns that they have uh, advertisements out for, not just here in Memphis. Um, and for here, they actually specified not just – University of Memphis, but they also want people to who can go up to uh, Arkansas State University, which is happens to be nearby Memphis. It's only uh, an hour drive to Jonesboro, Arkansas, so that wouldn't be too uh, too big of a of an ask. Um, they're all Saturday games. I'm looking at the schedule, so that would that that would be a, a, it's a problem that I that I work Saturdays for my day job, but. I figure I could find a way to get out of all those Saturdays. Not like it's every Saturday the rest of the year. It'd only be, you know, six or seven Saturdays. Um, so between sick days and vacation days and switching schedules with somebody uh, during the week, uh, I, I, I would be able to cover them all. I, I would be very confident I could do that. So I, I did, I dilly dallied a little bit on applying because it is on Saturday. Um, and I, it, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and said, you know what, 
what the hell? It'd be an adventure. It'd be fun. I don't know how much it would pay, but I'd be getting paid to watch college football, which is, you know, the same as getting paid to watch baseball. It might be a minimal amount, but I think it'd be, uh, it'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be a new adventure. It'd be something, you know, what the heck, why not? So send in my little application. They got back to me and said, you, you know, everything looks good. Go ahead and schedule a, a Zoom interview with us. And then I went to their calendar and scheduled a Zoom interview. This interview lasted over 40 minutes. I don't know if I'm going to get it or not, but they certainly uh, put in the time to try to figure out who's uh, legit and who's not for, 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 this, for, this, for this particular position. Um, so it was a real guy, a uh, big burly guy with an Alabama hat on, so you know, somewhere down south. But, you know, professional, uh, you know, except for his dog in the background uh, walking around and barking. Uh but it was a legit interview with a real person, and I thought it went very well with the exception of he started getting into, okay, you know, regular job questions, you know, asking about the integrity, stuff like that. Clearly, they don't want someone that's going to you know watch the game from home and, and lie and say that they were uh, at the game and whatnot. Um, so all that was fine. Then he says, okay, let's get to some college football questions and I thought he was going to start asking about rules and I I prepared. I looked up the, some of the college rules differences between college and the NFL. That part I was prepared for and he got to, th- to that later as well. But the first stuff he actually asked me about was alright, who won the college uh, football national championship last year? Uh, I, you know, I, I Georgia? <laughs> You you should you should apply you should get this job because I was it Georgia I com- I, yeah it was Georgia I completely hey! blanked. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you should be the one uh, applying for this position apparently yeah because um, I answered that with so much authority <laughs> um I'm Ron Burgundy Georgia <laughs> hey I didn't know I didn't I, I didn't look it up or nothing I just thought it was Georgia. <laughs> it, it, it was. I, I I had no idea. So he goes. I'm gonna well, hang on. I'm playing right now. <laughs> so he goes. So how many people? Uh, how many teams are in the the national championship tournament thing? Uh, four, I believe. Eight. Okay, that's good. Uh, well, it was four. It used to be four. Now it's eight. Uh, okay. And he said, and, and and who was in the uh, in the playoffs? And I was like, oof. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, Georgia? <laughs> Very good. They have to uh, be in the playoffs in order to win the title. TCU? See, and you're doing much better than me. I I didn't know. I, I knew Ohio State. I didn't remember Georgia at all. And I said I know there was a Texas team that was outside the Power Five conference. Yeah, it was TCU, I'm pretty I, sure. Right. I threw out Texas Tech and Texas A&M. Oh. And it was neither one of those two. It was TCU. So uh, I got so Georgia and uh-huh. I got TCU. Yeah, so I, I don't even remember who the other two. You know, clearly Ohio State. And then uh, to make it even better, I threw out Alabama because they're always in it. And no, and Bama wasn't this year. Bama didn't make it this year. No, <laughs> I I don't watch college football. I didn't remember any. Of I, that, so. I I don't honestly either, which is so funny <laughs> that I that I got that. You you retained a lot more than I did. I don't know uh, why that was. I I just completely blanked on all of that. Um, I thought the interview went pretty damn well, except for the, the part where he tried to ascertain my actual knowledge of current college football. Um, 
He also asked like referee signals, which I knew uh, pretty much all of those. Um, he asked about yardage. Like he gave me scenarios about if you're at second and 10 and you gain six or you're at the 30 yard line and you gain nine and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Uh, so he, he was trying to really, you know, dig deep in, in these interviews. So it, it, I thought it went, like I said, I thought it went well, except for that part about the current college football uh, championship landscape. Uh, this interview took place, I want to say about two weeks, two, maybe three weeks ago now at this point. Um, haven't heard back yet. College football is a long way away. There's no telling when I'm going to hear back, if I'm going to hear back. So I'm, I'm feel I'm very uh, ambivalent. I'm 50, 50. I, I, I think uh, we we talked we did talk about the uh, my experience with baseball info solutions. Um, so I think if he's looking for yeah. someone that you know clearly knows how to go to a game and get the data and be accurate and and do whatever needs to be done to 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 relay exactly what happened uh, and not rely on the television coverage, which obviously you can't rely on that because sometimes cameras go out, sometimes they miss plays, sometimes they're busy showing a replay and they miss a play. So I definitely would never do that. I would never try to go off the TV uh, coverage and, and claim that I was actually at the game. There's some things you just are, are going to miss. They don't they don't catch every single play. So um, I think I, I, I got a, you know, I got that across pretty clearly that I would be someone that would actually be there and that would uh, be able to make the games. He he even, he even brought up uh, Mississippi and Mississippi State. If the people doing those games were absent, would I be interested? Now, I didn't know how far away Mississippi – I know where Mississippi is, uh, Ole Miss. That's in Oxford. I know that's an hour south of here. Uh, so I knew that. I had no idea where Mississippi State was when I said that I would consider doing that. I actually had to go look up Starkville after the uh, the interview was over. That's like a three-hour drive. That I'm oh, not going to do. That's way down <laughs> south. Right. That, uh, unless they're paying me like an annual salary where I can quit the, my quit my day job. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going to, down to Starkville. Anyway, uh, like I said, I thought that went pretty well except for that that part about actually getting the uh, college football teams uh, from from this past playoff uh, in there so there's that interview that i don't know what's going to happen there so we're we're on, we're on hold as far as waiting for that then i've been seeing other data entry jobs I, that i wasn't looking for anything sports related necessarily but that just came up the scouting heroes thing um and that looked legit i saw a bunch of other jobs out there under data entry that looks so tantalizing. They're all talking about uh, much, much more money per hour than what I'm making right now uh, without getting into specifics. Uh, there are, a lot of them are talking about remote. You don't have to be there at the office. A lot of them are uh, talking about full benefits. A lot of them are talking about uh, flexible hours. A lot of these jobs are looking really, really tempting, um, and, and some of them are talking about um, – specific, like if, if it's a medical job, like medical coding, something like that, they're saying you need uh, education experience in that field, which I would not be applying for those. But a, a lot of them are, are not, you know, are not saying that you need uh, experience in that particular field. A lot of them are basically saying you can, if you got any experience at all at data entry, you can come apply. I didn't even consider that some of them might not be on the up and up. So I applied to uh, several of them. Um, but one of them got back to me like the next day after I applied. It was a random like air compression parts company that's supposed to be headquartered in Illinois, but the job listing said Milwaukee. Okay, whatever. 
they're offering way more than I make. They are offering full benefits. Um, so I, I apply for the job like on a Saturday. They come right back immediately, like on a Sunday morning, um, and email me and they say, "Yeah, we'll uh, we looked over your." application, you look like uh, a candidate that we would really uh, like to blah, 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 et cetera. They don't send me any kind of uh, invitation to interview uh, live on, on Zoom. They don't send me anything like that. They say, here's the phone number to our uh, head, I, don't, I forget what position they called her, the uh, head hiring person. Uh, here's her phone number. We need you to text her on signal and set up an interview and we can and then you can go from there. I'm like, huh? So you know, red flag number one. But it it didn't occur to me that there might be something weird about I just went along with it. I said, you know, it's a new day, new age. Maybe there's more people, you know, doing interviews by by uh setting up on signal maybe maybe there's some legit reason why it's i just i was going along with it i sent my uh information to the person on this random phone number they got back to me that evening and they didn't every it, it just felt weird right from the get go they the, the 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 syntax that they were using when they texted me it was like you are ready to do the interview. I'm understanding. Yes. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah punctu- okay. Punctuation was weird. It wasn't in the right place. And, I, and I'm just going along so far. Cause I'm so, uh, I, I'm in a bad place at my job. It's, it's just so dead there. And, and I'm, I'm really looking to, to sort of get out. And so I'm, I'm thinking is this that, is, is my that a more recent thing. Or has this been it's like steadily gradual. declining? Yeah, yeah. It's steadily. Um, like the last three, four, five years, uh, there's less and less people being being able to pay their their bankruptcy payments and just less payments coming in. And uh, combined with the post office crap that was happening a few years ago, people's payments getting lost. It's just a lot of stuff going on. That yeah, it's it's a lot less work there than it used to be. Uh, so this, this random person uh, texted me on Signal. I understand you're ready for this interview process. Yes, I said um, y- yes, okay. And I actually kind of panicked a little because at that point I'm looking around my room where I'm sitting here, like, okay, if she sends me a link to a Zoom, I'm I got to clean up like really fast because I am not prepared right now to do uh, a live interview. And she basically comes back with, okay, we're going to start the interview process now over text. All right. <laughs> Huh? What? Yeah, she started this interview right there over the over the over signal, over the the, the signal app, and I and I'm like in almost in disbelief, like this is gonna be the interview over text. Okay, and and she fires off all these long questions that clearly she didn't sit there and type out; they're pre-made or what have you. It's like, you know, sure. section one and, you know, four questions or whatever going down a list and, you know, what is your experience? Why should we hire you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, again, with the, the, this bad grammar thrown in in there, uh, but I'm just overlooking that, a uh, lot of detail, a lot of uh, this is what we do, this is the, 
all, you know, what we need you to do and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I'm going along. I'm like, okay, this, this, nothing really feels exactly right about all any of this, but I'm, this is, might be my only chance to do something like this. So I'm going along. I'm answering every question as, as uh, greatly as I can. I'm trying to sell myself. I'm, I'm, doing everything, you know, like this is a live person, even though in my mind, I know this is not a live person. I know I'm, I'm going at it with a bot right now, but uh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, do my best to impress this bot. I'm doing, I'm going all out. I'm, you know, doing everything I can. Uh, and from the jump, it just felt like I was uh, chatting with a Russian bot. There's grammatical errors, commas in the wrong places. The word okay was capitalized after several questions even though it came after a comma like nothing felt right but i wanted this so bad i just kept going along and at the end of this process she says now she has to send the uh, interview questions to their department head uh, in order to consider my application and said something like do not go anywhere too far away from the phone or something you know acting like this is about to be uh, going down right now right now Sure enough, five minutes later, she comes back with something like, after careful consideration, you're hired. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, like, hired was in capital letters with, like, three exclamation points after. Like, I want a concept. Sounds like you're playing a video game. Right. I, I, I made it to the last level, and I have saved the princess, and I've been yes. hired. You're playing and job I, simulator. So I ran back to the uh, to the to the other bedroom where my wife is sitting, and I had actually let her know I was in the middle of the interview on text, and she, uh, being the uh, queen of research, she I've never seen anybody that looks up and researches stuff the way that she does. She had actually Facebook messaged me some article about more and more companies are interviewing people on text, so maybe this is a, a legit thing. So that kind of made me like, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to keep going with this. Uh, so then when they told me I was hired, I went back to the uh, to the other bedroom. And I'm like, and she's looking at me like, is the interview over? And I looked at her with this blank look on my face. And I said, they said I'm hired. And she said, no. <laughs> like this, no, that doesn't make any sense. You, you haven't, have you spoken to, no, I haven't said a word to, no one said anything to me live. No one's done anything. This all, this is all through text. So now I'm sitting there uh, next to my wife while this is uh, going on. And the next text after they told me I was hired immediately was this the longest list you could ever imagine of, of software and hardware that I was going to need in order to do this job from home, <laughs> like MacBooks and printers and scanners and uh, just the longest list you've ever seen. But not to worry, because the next text after that said that I was going to pay for all of this stuff by check that they are going to send me to my house. So long as I give them my name and address and telephone number uh -oh. and all that stuff. And I'm still in the matrix. I'm still hoping and thinking this is legit because the moment they sent me that list of stuff that I would have to buy, I was like, oh, I'm out. There's no way in hell. I, I'm not buying all this shit. I don't know. Uh, they haven't, I haven't talked to anybody, you know, live. But then the next text, oh, we'll, we'll pay for all of that. You just have to use that money and, and buy this stuff back through our vendor or something like that. 
And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, this, this still feels a little, uh, weird, but as because the information wasn't too invasive that they were asking, which is just name and address and phone number, which is already on my resume, which I already sent them anyway. I, I said, okay, as long as I'm not sending in my social or anything, you know, really bad. Uh, so I sent it off. And so uh, the next day they text me back on signal and they're like, you know, hope, hope you know, hope everything is going well, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just checking in today, uh, we will be getting back to you the next day with instructions on how to use that check that we're sending you to buy these, uh, all these things, the software and hardware uh, that we're going to buy. So at that point, I go, okay, let, let me see if I can break this bot. Let me, let me send some questions off the script instead of just saying okay to everything. So I go, when do I talk to a real person? <laughs> And the bot comes back with, you will talk to your supervisor once the training begins. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Obviously, they've gotten that question before. Right. And my next question was, when do I get a job offer? And they came back with, you will get an offer today from my assistant, Tiffany, or something like that, whatever the name was. Oh, Okay. Okay. Any other questions? Do I have to do I have to fill out any paperwork? <laughs> right. Uh do they have any other questions? And I said, That's it for now, I guess. And they said, Okay, have a nice day and signed off of, of signal. I guess I went the rest of the day with this thing, whole thing ruminating in my mind and did a little uh, research of my own online and trying to see, okay, I, I put in the company name and, and the word scam, trying to see if this was something that they had done with that company. Nothing came up under that, but the, the company itself, when you go on that site, there's nothing about careers. There's nothing about job openings. The, the, uh, the, 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 the actual, on Indeed.com, the actual job uh, uh, listing uh, was gone. I went back to, to look at that. It, was, oh. it, it, it disappeared. Well, it's it, it's it, did you. It, it did at Effingham. It just completely uh, disappeared. Yeah. Well, it's because you're the guy. So they got their guy. Right. They, they got their sucker. Um, and, and looking up some other uh, scams, they, they, just everything just kind of kept pointing more and more to this is not legit at all. This is a complete scam, and you're an idiot, and this is – uh, so by the end of that day, I had said, I'm out. I, I, I think I've convinced myself that I'm, that I'm finished with this. Deleted the signal conversation, blocked that particular number, uh, and hoped that that would have been the end of it because I didn't sign anything. I didn't agree. I mean, I agreed to the job technically. I said yes, but, you know, that's all they got on me is saying yes. Um, and hope that that would be the end of it. No, it wasn't. Because the very next day, sure enough, there is the check that they said they were going to send right there, <laughs> delivered by UPS uh, in a big brown envelope with no job offer at all. Literally no paperwork inside this envelope except a check to my name for $6,600 and some odd cents. Wow. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. This is So now I'm sitting there with this big check in my hand. To my name, uh, 
company name on the top of the check has had nothing to do with the company that I'm supposed that was supposed to be have hired me. It's a completely different name on the on the check. No other paperwork, nothing at all. They just threw this check out to me, and, and two days later, there it was at my doorstep. Now I'm like, what the hell do I? I didn't want anything to do with that check. Like, I, I, it, it was like uh, toxic to me. It was radioactive. I didn't even want to touch the damn thing. I actually drove back to UPS uh, here in, in Memphis uh, and and did a return to sender. And, and since I opened it, I had to yeah. actually mail it back to them. I couldn't actually just, you know, return it to sender. <laughs> um, just send them a note. Sorry, I, I died. I didn't send a note. I didn't. I just paid the money. I stuffed the original envelope back in into a new brown envelope uh, with the return address that they had on their envelope. I'd send it to that. I didn't say a word to them. I just stuffed it. I, I wrote return to sender on the original envelope, uh, and that's it. I, I didn't want anything to, to do with it. I didn't want to uh, communicate because it's a scam. I, there's no reason uh, to converse with yeah. these people. There's it's a it's a complete scam. So, uh, the the good news is uh, radio silence since uh, no emails, no uh, no no conversations at all uh, ever since all of that. I sent that thing off last week. I I assume it got there. I I got the receipt. I, I meant to look it up and make sure that it got there, but I'm sure it got there. Um, so, the the good news is no no no. Police have shown up at my house. No uh, you know, Ponzi scheme. Uh, hopefully, I'm not involved in it. But the bad news is there is a check out there with my name on it uh, for six thousand six hundred dollars, um, and that and anything could happen. Uh, so I'm still got my fingers crossed. I'm still gonna you know look over my shoulder and hope that uh, nothing goes bad. But yeah, that was a 100% scam, and I hope giving the the details of it. Uh, helps out anybody else that's out there job hunting. There are some shady motherfuckers out here on these websites. Uh, they made it look legit. They got all these details about the job description and all the the duties and all that. Uh, so they they got me. They they absolutely uh, got me in their web. But thankfully, um, everything cleared up in my head before I did anything stupid with that money. Yeah, it just makes me wonder what's their end game here. I mean, what what were they? That check probably would have bounced higher than a basketball. Yes. Um, at that point, now I'm wrapped up in something where they got my banking information. Uh-huh. I think that's that's probably how it goes down. And somehow they end up with my my banking information the moment I try to cash that thing. And that at that point they're able to open lines of credit and really fuck Damn. me over. And uh, I'm, I'm still looking out for that. I'm definitely going to keep my eye out for for anything squirrely on my credit report. But uh, that was yeah. that was the thing. That was crazy. So, and, some of these you know, jobs out here of, that, that that seem too good to be true is supposed to be a uh, you know quote unquote reputable job search site, right? Right. That's what what threw me was I'm like I, this isn't uh, me finding that uh, bitch on Craigslist that wound up scamming me out of uh, the student <laughs> loan. This isn't you know some craziness that I just totally threw my, my hands up and, and was completely blind. This was me trying to find a, a legitimate job and going on a legitimate website. And like I said, the listing looked completely legitimate. And the, none of those grammatical errors that were on the, the signal text, they weren't on the website. So that was two different scammers. They need to get their scams together. Maybe if they get uh, uh, contact with me again, I'll make some offer like, hey, man, I know you, you didn't get me, but 
if you want me to help with your scam and, and proofread and, and make it sound a little better, I can help you out because you got some gro- uh, some syntax errors in your stuff there. But <laughs> now, and that listing is completely gone now. Completely gone. It was completely so, gone like two wow. days after I after I. Applied. So you don't even have any way of reporting them to the site. Right. It, yeah, because the listing it doesn't exist anymore. So uh, wow. I guess that's one of the tips is. Hopefully, jobs that you apply for will have, uh, like a uh, Indeed has uh, company listings and company ratings. Like, if you got a company that's any kind of reputable, then they've got ratings from other people that are, that work for that company on that website. Uh, but if you got, you know, if you're brand new, if, if, you know, if you've made up your company or you're, you're using a company by proxy that doesn't even know they're being used or doesn't know they're being scammed, um, and the listing has no rating for the for the company at all. Then that'll have you have to raise an eyebrow there. Um, some of the articles I was reading said you definitely have to raise an eyebrow when they come in offering so much more than what you're making for that position because that's what really hooked me was okay, remote and full benefits and full time hours and way more than what I make right now. Of course, this I, I got to apply for this right. Um, yeah, so. Is is really tough out there for for those of us trying to look for something and and move up, but I guess you got to be really on on alert and be aware and be be smart about it, uh, and definitely don't give out your your personal information to uh, if it if it smells funny, uh, play your your cards close to the to the vest, and uh, I, it it messes me up because I'm like now what every job that I come across from that point is like. Is this going to be another scam? Should I even try to apply? Uh, can you rely on anybody other than like people you know to, to try to get a job? Because all these blind applications to the companies you don't know, you, you don't know what's a scam, you don't know what's not. So it's it's rough, and it sucks that there's that many people out there that are looking to to make a, a buck off of uh, people that are in situations like mine that are just trying to, to do better and, and improve their, their lot in life. But, uh, that, that's how it is right now, unfortunately. So, uh, hopefully anybody listening can, can take some tips and, and realize that not everything that glitters is gold out there. At least, you know, the story is so much less interesting because we don't know what happens after that check gets cashed. <laughs> but I'm glad uh, everything you didn't is do it. still up in the air. Glad oh, you didn't no. Do it. Oh no, no way! I, I was, I just saw that. I, I stuffed that thing back in the envelope as soon as I saw my name and saw the numbers. I'm like, oh no, oh no! Like I yeah. was hoping they would not send it out because I didn't want anything to do with them once I figured out that there was a scam. But there it was, sitting right next to my door. I, I checked my mailbox and it was empty. And I was like, okay, and you know, two days now, and then nothing in the mailbox. That's good. And then I looked down as I came back to the front, uh, the, to the front door, and there it was sitting next to the to the front door. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. no. That's pretty wild, though. You're hired by text. <laughs> hired in capital letters with three exclamation points. Like I won a freaking contest or something. Uh, yeah, red flag number 18 or something like that. Yeah, that... that there was nothing legit about that, and I was just going along with it because I was desperate. So don't be desperate like me. <laughs> Bottom line, don't be desperate like Dre. Well, that that is good advice. Always good advice. Job hunting, pussy hunting, anything. Don't be desperate. 
Well, I, you know, you said you had a story to tell, and, and oh. there it is. So, well, hopefully, you know, you have more luck in the search. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, what what do I want to apply for from this point on? Because I don't know, I don't know what's real and, and, and what's not. I guess all you can do is apply, and, and when you when you get the response back, then at that point it's up to you to to you know, how far you want to go. Do you want to pursue? If they say, yeah. uh, we don't need to do a face-to-face interview, just do it over that. That's probably, no, no, uh, that, no thanks. <laughs> that's probably a red flag uh, right there. So. Yeah. If you, uh, get told you're going to do your interview by text. <laughs> I, I knew it was something weird when they first told me and, but I, but I went along anyway. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I give you credit for you know I give you credit for you know continuing. No, I don't get any credit for continuing. I continue because I was so desperate and, and I was really hoping that it was real and legit, even though everything about it said no. Yeah. This, this 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 is wrong. This is no good. You know what it you know what it was uh, when, when I when I dated uh, the, the girl from Wisconsin, uh, Carrie. Every red flag. This is wrong. There's something. There's something wrong here. There's something off, and I just kept going because I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to work. Uh, but but as I've told you, uh, discussing that relationship many many times back then uh, in the day, anytime somebody when you ask them what do you do in your spare time and their answer is nothing, that's a that's a big red flag. Nothing. Everyone does something. How do you say nothing? It, Obviously, she was hiding something at that point. When I, I will never forget that as long as I live. We're we're sitting there in the bleachers at that women's football game that we met at. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, all those stories. I'm, I'm taking you back now. You're conjuring going, up going back to two, the old women's to, football league. Back to 2003 when, when Dre was really desperate, uh, and I'm asking her all these personal questions and you know what what do you do in your spare time what do you do for leisure what do you do to you know to enjoy life what nothing nothing what okay when people give you red flags you got to go with your gut i'm sorry it takes a long time for some of us to to realize that and learn those lessons unfortunately there's there's so many other red flags that I, I don't remember them now because it's 20 years later, but there's a lot of them. That was the, that was the very first one. Uh, actually the very, very first one before that was uh, she claimed to have no pictures of herself except for one. Why is the one picture you're sending me you in the, in a, uh, in a, uh, in a frilly piece of, of lingerie lying on your bed? Like that's the oh. only picture of yourself you have. Really? Huh? What? That's interesting. No, that's no, that's not interesting. That's wrong. That's lying. You're lying. That is not the only picture of you that you have. Give me a break. Come on. Uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, well, there, there, there's a lot of red flags out there that people like to uh, to ignore because they want to believe something is real. So that that was another time that that I ignored the red flags. Wow, you, you so, think about how long ago that was. That was a long time ago. 20 years, 20, 20, 20, uh, 20, 20 long years. You know, I said when I went through it that I would look back 20 years later and, and laugh at everything. Well, it's 20 years. I, I'm not laughing. Um, it, 
But it is a long time. It is something that I think about and, and go, wow, that was really messed up, and I'm so glad that I – because imagine that situation if I actually went through with what, what what I was planning to do, which is move up there to Milwaukee with her, uh, at, her inv- at her invitation. She's the one that said, hey – uh, you, you know, this is when I knew I was losing my my job with the uh, with the options exchange soon, but I didn't know when. Um, and her response was, you know, Milwaukee is real nice in the summer. I'm like, huh? Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so imagine if I'd have moved up there and then discovered that she was a secret bisexual swinger with a club online with her best friend. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you might want to lead with that next time. <laughs> uh, or when I bust you, when I when I find the website and then meet you at a Burger King and ask you, is there something secret in your life that you haven't told me? And you just look me dead in the face and go, no, exactly. <laughs> Same nonchalant as before. Uh, that was the last time I ever saw her. We uh, we I, I went I took that long ass train up to uh, up to Kenosha. And uh, we sat in a Burger King for about two or three hours, and um, and I was I, I wasn't grilling her, but I I oh, knew yeah. I I had busted her, and I was trying to give her a way to tell me instead of me telling her, uh, and she just completely stoned me, and yeah, said no. There's, you you there's... walked in there, you walked in there with a whopper. <laughs> oh jeez. And uh, boy, howdy. You know, and I'm trying to, you know, give her every opportunity to come clean and, and be honest and, and, you know, nothing, nothing at all, just vanilla. Everything was a lie. Everything was, ugh. So and that's, uh, that's, that's when you're like, okay, you're a sociopath. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean. I, I don't. I didn't do exactly that. I'm sure I kissed her goodbye and got back on the train. But uh, basically, I was like, okay, she's just not going to fess up. So I'm never going back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I wanted to. I, I really wanted to go back with with a with a bottle of bleach and a funnel. But we oh, no, that no, many no. Times as well. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't edit this out. <laughs> I didn't do it. She she can't come back and get me now. Uh, I, I didn't actually do it. So really wanted to though. Anyway, thought, thought uh, crimes. Moral of the story: uh, If something smells like shit, believe it. Uh, which is what I should have did with this job. Uh, did you have, do you have anything you wanted to get into as I've uh, completely monopolized monopolized the show? No, like I said, I'm just I'm sitting here, uh, you know, enjoying your story. Uh, well, give, give me uh, 60 seconds to sip my tea. Uh, what, what's your uh, thoughts on the baseball season so far? Uh, well, last time we talked about the baseball season, we were mainly just talking about the rules. I think everybody's kind of, you know, settled into that. Uh, obviously, you're still getting the some of the ridiculousness with, with, where, where it's an ump show, um, but that that's never going to be different. That's never going to be different in any sport, you know. But it's you give these guys more to police, and things are going to go wrong. Wow, what a shocker! So. As far as the actual in-season stuff going on right now, boy, I I'd like to tell you that I've got all these uh, I've got all these thoughts on where the season's at and, and what's going on with these teams and who's doing good. I mean, we know who's not doing good, but it's still yeah. so you know compressed right now. You know, 
where you have, you know, like that AL East. They, uh, they talk about the East, but you got every team over 500. I mean, that, that's just, that's wild when you have, yeah. you know, an entire division um, all above water. And, you know, you got some of these, uh, you know, also ran teams are, are doing what they're uh, supposed to do. So so we kind of know who the bad teams were going to be and, and they're living up to it. And you have a few, you have a few surprises. I mean, we talked about, you know, it wouldn't last for some of these surprise teams. You know, last time we talked, it was like, you know, the Diamondbacks and the, the Pirates. It, we're starting to see there's, there's regression there. Like there should be, um, your your White Sox, what's going on with your White Sox? My God, um, but they, they they just swept somebody, some terrible team, the Indians, I think. As bad um, as they've been, I'm looking at it right now. They're only five and a half games out of first. <laughs> and it's real easy for a team in the AL to for a division in the AL to be all over 500 because the Central is all under 500 except for the Twins, who are barely yeah. over 500. Uh, yes, that division is trash and. Yeah. Uh, Neither one of us, because you you were on Cleveland, who can can pitch but can't hit. Right. They can't hit a lick. Um, they they've scored less runs than the A's. So think about that. Ah. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And that that's supposed to be their card. Their calling card was they could they can't hit for power. I know the Guardians can't, but they could hit hit. Like that's why I picked them to win right. the division because. They did their their fleas. They just keep you know nicking at yeah, you and getting to be, these uh, singles like the here and there. A few years ago, where you just couldn't get them out. Yeah, but but you can get them out this year. I I don't know what's going on, but yeah, it's not it's uh, not work. But they're only three and a half games, out, so <laughs> so that thing's a mess. Yeah. Um, you know, my Cubs are what what I expected. They're they're better than they were last year, which was not going to take a lot. Right. They're they're fielding a a competitive professional team. They're they're hitting a lot, and you know their pitching is real hit and miss. So that, that's that's them in a nutshell. Yeah, I, there's a lot of teams. We like we said the the Pirates and the D backs are gonna uh, eventually fall back. The D backs are still surging for some reason. They uh, they're getting. Timely hitting from guys you you would never expect, but I I think their best hitter in their lineup is still Christian Walker. Like, how do you possibly think you're contending for a world title and your best hitter is Christian Walker? Like, come on, you're not. So, uh, you know, they are right now, but that's because it's May. You know, get back to me in in September. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's some teams and some pitchers are adjusting better to all the new rules. It's definitely a, a, a new world. It's definitely a, a quicker game. Um, I'm still not going to just swallow the Kool-Aid and turn complete MLB propaganda and say it's a much better game. It's better in some ways and it's not better in, in other ways, uh, but it is quicker. There's no debating that. That's just a fact. Um, it's 25 minutes quicker on average. That's yeah, what they were that's what they were hoping for, that's what they're aiming for, and that's what they're getting. So that's okay. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the ump shows continue. That's the the next frontier, as far as I'm concerned. To if you really want to clean up the game and make it more efficient and, and a better watch, 
uh, you're going to get these robot umpires in because these guys uh, out here are just uh, completely shitting the bed every night. Yeah. They're, they're still, you know, doing the uh, Leslie Nielsen where they're moonwalking and giving you the strike three, even though it's, you know, foot outside the, That's uh, right. the plate. Hey, Enrico Palazzo, Enrico Palazzo. Uh, so we, we still got the Once we get that cleaned up, then I'll be prepared to say it's a better game than what we've had, but it's not better as far as I'm concerned overall right now, just because it's faster. It doesn't mean it's necessarily better. Um, there's all of these uh, in-between rules where the guys, uh, some of the guys in the batter's box are standing there with a foot outside the batter's box, which means the pitcher, if he tries to step up and, and go into his stretch, technically he's committing a violation because the batter isn't in the box and ready yet because he's got one foot outside the box. you got to right. wait for him to get a foot inside the box. But if he doesn't get that foot inside the box before there's eight seconds on the shot clock, then he's committing a violation. So you got these guys waiting until nine and a half to start getting back in the box. And then the pitcher has got to wait to, to get into his. And it's like, what, what is this? This is not, this isn't baseball at all. This is not, I don't know what this is, uh, but this little song and dance and stepping off the rubber and stepping back and trying to figure out the timing. That's you, you knew stuff like that was going to happen when they got the shot clock in and that's what's happening. Uh, so uh, I think this is a, the, still the beginning period. And once they get past, I don't think they'll be doing that. And by the time the playoffs come doing all this hokey pokey and stepping out and stepping back in and trying to uh, make the pitcher commit a violation. Um, so it, it's, it's bad. Uh, but I think it's because it's the beginning of this whole process, the first year, the first few months of, of the shot clock, and there's still some bugs and kinks being worked out and some, you know, still guys sort of testing the limits and trying to figure out what they can get away with and what they can't. So uh, that, that that's just a part of, you know, any rule change. You're going to have guys doing that. Yeah, it's funny talking about the umps. There's a, uh, there's a Twitter feed, I don't know if you've seen it, that tracks the ump. Um, quality from game to game on their called uh, balls and strikes. Yeah, I've seen some metrics uh, like that. They're, they're more and more yeah. websites are, are doing that. Where and and you know you, you can I will att- I will say you can you can attest that there are some of these umps that are are highly accurate. And you think about having a like ninety nine ninety eight percent accuracy for you know the game being that fast, you know, is commendable. But when you see that these accuracies, you know, for for called strikes, you know, and it's in the like 88, 90% range, you're like, man, you're missing a lot of pitches. Laz Diaz, where you at? CB Bugman, I'm sure those are the guys at the bottom there. It's interesting seeing that because you could could see when a game has been well called, um, and there's so much technology that you can see it now which is nice that you you have a, a measuring tool, but the, there's no accountability for any of it. If there is, or at least I that don't, we know we don't about. See it. Right. right, that we know about. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a way to figure out which guys get retained and which minor league umpires get called up and, and get yeah. shot to take their place. But, boy, it sure feels like the bad ones stick around. How long has Angel Hernandez been doing it? And, well, that's why and the, because there's a union involved there, and those guys are all yeah. protected. you got to be able to throw out the guys who are trash, though. That, that should not yeah. be uh, difficult. Yeah, especially when you're making a spectacle of the game, or you're making it all about you. That That's when it gets bad. 
yeah, analytics have been taking a, a beating uh, because uh, ESPN's yeah. analytics uh, for basketball uh, have been – it started out getting laughed at in, in football for the draft because they were sitting there telling you that uh, that quarterback that was supposed to be drafted in the top four or five that wound yeah, up dropping so out of the first round. Get a 0.1% chance <laughs> or something of making it to day two. Based on what? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, based on Mel Kuyper's 51st mock draft, I don't know why they base anything on on, dra- on mock drafts or what have you. But there's no percentage. There's no plays that you can go back to and say, well, if they ran, if they run this, and there's whatever percent chance of this happening. There's no there's no analytic for someone getting drafted. You have no idea when someone's getting drafted. And to, to claim you know that when you know when Will Levis is going to get drafted, when there's no way to know that until he actually gets drafted, uh, so people are laughing at them for that, and now people are laughing at Espen for their NBA uh, analytics because the Miami Heat, who have been defying analytics all postseason long, uh, went into this series with the Boston Celtics with like a three percent, I believe it said. <laughs> is it that low? Three, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that stat. They had a three percent chance. Of winning that series to go to the finals. Well, well, they're down uh, three. They're still up three-one now. They lost tonight. Yeah, but the fact that they were up three-zero in a series that they had a three percent chance of winning means the analytics were definitely wrong there. Now, unless right. you know, if the Celtics for a come team back, that had already knocked out the number one seed, right, and had no reason to to put them as such a. Here's the thing. People are finding out now they didn't already know. All these analytics are based on regular season performances. This is not the same team, people. The Miami Heat are not the same team that they were in the regular season. It's a completely different team. They're playing completely different. And when you don't update your models to to reflect that, then you look like complete idiots, like Espen does, saying that they had a 3% chance of winning this series. You can't base that on the regular season because Jimmy Butler wasn't playing like this in the regular season. Uh, Duncan Robinson wasn't hitting threes like this in the regular season. Gabe Vincent and, and all these other guys that you, have, you never heard of, but they're playing their asses off in the postseason. You have to take that into consideration. And if you don't, then you, you look like complete jackasses. Uh, yes, and they do. And, and everyone's laughing at them. And, and it hurts me because I love analytics. And I lo- But you have to have legitimate analytics. You have to have reasoning behind your analytics. You can't just say, we believe this guy is going to be drafted number five because X, Y, and Z. But how Right. How can you possibly know? How do you well, it gets, know? Well, it gets into two different things. And, and, and I'm, you know, you're, you're very analytical with these things. But when we seem to have an argument about these things, not an argument between us, but, you know, an argument with their thinking, it's not statistics, it's probabilities. Hmm. And when they start trying to talk about, you know, win percentages and, like, draft percentage that a guy is going to go to the second round or something like, the, you know, they have a 3% chance, that, that's not based in statistics because there's nothing to back that up. Exactly. Nobody ran that. No, what, what did they do? Run that through, you know, NBA 2K? <laughs> a a, a what, draft simulator or something. Correct. Like, well, what, huh? what did they run what? that through that tells us? I mean, did they, obviously somebody must have run 
a million mock drafts and, and figured out that only, you know, in 0.1% of those did, did Will Levis make it to the second round. Come on. But that's based off that's of still based brains. on nothing. Right. Because you all don't... of those probabilities get thrown out. Because as soon as you have teams start trading up and, and, and trading down, or you have a surprise pick because you never really know who somebody wants or covets until that day because there's so much misinformation that these teams put out because they're all trying to game the system. And each other. That type of, right. That type of, yeah, that type of stuff is so ridiculous. So that, that 3% probability for, well, hey, who knows? Maybe the, what happens if the Celtics uh, come back and, and win the last three games now? We all have to bow down to Espen and, yes. and apologize and kiss their feet if the Celtics we, come all the like, way we, back. We told you so. We told you they only had a 3% chance of winning this series, even though they went up three games to nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, if that happens, then, yeah, if I did it, then we all have to apologize. I didn't see that stat or, <laughs> or win probability chance for the Lakers. They got swept out of the building. Mm. But that – uh, their probability would have been in the toilet as well because they were a play-in team. They weren't even supposed yeah. to make the playoffs to begin well, with. So was Miami, right? Yes. Yes, they were. So. My, my, yeah, the sure the Lakers, uh, yes, four games over 500. <laughs> and they're in the conference finals, but nobody's crapping on the because, well, it's, it's LeBron. Yeah, I'm sure their probability was very low going into the series yeah. with the, the Memphis Grizzlies, who were the two-seed. Right. And that didn't go so well for the Grizzlies. I'll tell you what, the Lakers going up against the one seed Denver. I didn't see any of that three percent crap. I didn't see yeah. any of that. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it was greater than that. But I don't know what that's based on either. What this, that was a different Lakers team uh, than what yeah. was going, you know, what they were going through in the regular season. So it is, it's, you know, like I said, I love analytics, but you, you got to be got to base it in some sort of reality. You got to root it in some sort of real statistic. Because uh, all of this probability stuff, uh, it, that, that's a lot of that is based on, you know, what we feel like. So no, yeah. that's well, that, I, I'm I not guarantee pe- you. Before you, you, you know, who's got a better handle on this than ESPN? Gambling, mm-hmm. and I guarantee they know. you that the Heat were not plus thirty two hundred <laughs> to make the finals because that's about what it would be. Um, at a three percent chance, right? You're saying ninety-seven percent. So, okay, right? Yeah, so, and the Celtics were not, you know, minus ninety-seven hundred, what have you, to uh, to, yeah. to, to so you're beat the Miami. Me, yeah, okay, plus thirty-two hundred. You know how much money would come in on the Heat? <laughs> oh, at plus they they're flooded. <laughs> and and, and the casino on that. <laughs> And the casinos would be out of business, and that's why they're not out of business, because they don't do shit like that. Right. So forget ESPN. Follow the money. Exactly. As always, follow the money. Follow the money, because I, I, that's why I can say that that's how we know that that's, that's completely bogus. Um, if you don't have anything else, um, we can get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and, and call it a show. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, I love hearing these because I have no clue. I, I know nothing about this because this always creeps up at a time and I'm never prepared for it. So I just get to go in this um, completely cold and I'll give you my, 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 my fresh, honest take 
on, on each one of these. And sometimes I surprise you. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. All right. I'm not going to read everybody's uh, in uh, uh what uh, what they have typed up here? They got some some nice words for everyone. Yeah, I don't need a bio or anything. Right. Well, you might. They ask for you somebody... to use them in a sentence, though. <laughs> for some of these people that you never heard of, you might need a, a bit of an explanation. Who? Like who? Who is that? Yeah. Um. So we have performer category, and then musical influence award, and then musical excellence award, and then the Ahmed Erdogan Award, which I don't oh, know how no they break these isn't... up. Uh, are, is this the are these the finalists or is this no, it? This is it. This is the uh, the inductees, the 2023 oh, inductees. This seems awfully early. Uh, they actually did it on May 3rd. I don't I don't know when they usually do it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I do remember doing this like in the winter before with you. So they 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 okay. switched something around. I blame COVID. Um, <laughs> but I blame Russia. Just everything's uh, well, Russia's yeah. fault. Putin. Thanks, Putin. Uh, so we got seven in the performer category. But these okay. other categories are performers, too. I don't know why they split them up. <laughs> anyway, the seven performers in the performer category for the 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kate Bush. But, oh, come on. Is a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. So... <laughs> I, I, I there's some resurgence here because she had like that song from the eighties that got really popular again because of the TV show um, Stranger Things. So I know that running up that was, hill, baby. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it. That's, that's it. Well, it's not even a good I song. <laughs> I don't know if that got her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by itself, but she's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Guarantee right you, without that sort of resurgence there or getting back on the radar, none of that would be happening. And, it's, and, and the song stinks. <laughs> you may be right about that. I, I kind of like the song. It's catchy. It's definitely 80s. Uh, next, Cheryl Crow. Okay. Uh, sure. There's a body of work there. It's right. a lot. It's more recent. I would say recent. I mean, it's probably starting mid-90s. I'm guessing. Um, uh, this part of the bio I do have to read is going to make us feel old. Classic 1990s rock. That's that's classic rock now. Cheryl Crow. Classic rock to us is like the yeah. Eagles and shit. But, <laughs> yes. They're already in. Um, <laughs> right. That's 30 but, years ago. Almost. Uh, oh, God. We're so old. But I uh. will. All right. I'll, I'll give that one the stamp of approval. Okay, that's that's good. So if I'm uh, ranking say, these so far, uh, <laughs> she's in the one spot. I, I feel the same way. She's got a big body of work and 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 high, mostly high quality work. Although I admit I'm not completely familiar with her work, but uh, the the there's few songs lot, that I know. Just, are, there's there's a lot there. Yeah, a lot of work, a lot of work there. All right, next, Missy Elliott. What? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What? <laughs> Man, I have I, I, nothing, nothing. I have nothing against Missy Elliott, but but this is not the correct venue. Or am I but, missing but the, something? Uh, no, but 
the just the torch has been lit. Like once you do Run DMC and NWA and Poe again, I mean, like, uh, you yes, know. I'll still put her over Kate Bush. So <laughs> okay, uh, and, and I love the the fact that Missy's getting her flower. She is absolutely uh, hugely influential in, in hip hop. Uh, rock and roll. Is there, a, no, no, no. is there a hip hop Hall of Fame? <laughs> I'm sure there is somewhere. Uh, I'm, I'm glad she's getting her flowers. Next, George Michael. Posthumously, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, He's no longer with us. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's pop music, I would say, but. There is a lot of work there. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, that was that was the eighties and nineties. He he was everywhere. Huge, huge star. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no. yeah, if you're just going for for star power and name recognition, obviously he's not going to be there. You know, performing. I'm sure they'll have somebody up there doing a tribute band version of of his songs, but. Yeah, I I'm okay with that one. Love to see someone do "I Love Your Sex." That that'd be the uh, perfect song to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, just own the radio with airwaves in yeah. the mid late ninety mid late eighties into the nineties. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So huge, yeah, huge, I, huge star. So. Huge star. Okay. Stamp of approval. Stamp of approval. That's two. All right. Next in the That's rock more and than roll most years. <laughs> Some years have been zero. Yeah, that's true. Next in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Willie Nelson. Hell no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I can see your face. This isn't a webcast uh, podcast, but I could see in my mind your face when I said that name. Willie Nelson? No. Rock and my roll? face was, my eyes were closed. <laughs> And my lips were pursed, and I was just shaking my head back and forth trying to come up with words. Like, no. 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 A Hall of Fame, some Hall of Fame, yes. Country Hall of Fame, sure. Country Hall of Fame, Weed Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, him and Snoop could be yeah. that, you know. I mean, there's a whole, you know, Cheech and Chong, all those guys can go off into that Hall of Fame. There's a whole lot of Hall of Fames Willie Nelson should be in or is in that are not the rock and roll hall of fame. So this, this part of the bio I have to read too, because I'm very unfamiliar with his work, but they really tried to to clean this up and make it legit. They said, Nelson may call country music his home, but he has always pushed stylistic boundaries, mixing in rock and roll, jazz, pop, and blues. So he's he's a rock and roll mix Hall of Famer. He's mixing in the rock oh, and roll. He's virtuoso. Yeah, they, uh, they didn't even try to clean up for for Missy Elliott. They didn't mention rock and roll no. at all there. So no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, you know, if I go, let's because we don't have any of this down here. But let's say I drive down to Chicago, and I put on they, they have multiple classic rock stations. Like I grew up with some of these old. Classic. Rock. They're not playing any Willie Nelson <laughs> ever, or Missy Elliott. They're certainly not playing Missy Elliott. Uh, um, <laughs> and up until last year, they weren't playing any Kate Bush either. <laughs> so it became cool. Uh, you, you don't think XRT is playing uh, uh, any Kate Bush before last year? I, I uh, do, I, man, you know I, I miss XRT. 
I'm sure they're streaming somewhere. Uh, I'm but, sure. I actually, uh, I have a wireless speakers in the house that I actually think XRT is on the TuneIn app or whatever. But, but my that question was, that was would one be of my, that was one of my stations, you know, down there. But my thought would be, what are they playing now? Like, are they still playing the same stuff that they were I playing? I can't listen now because I'll feel old. <laughs> Are they still playing the the classic rock? You know, are they still playing Skinner and and uh, the apparently stuff that we they're grew playing a whole lot of Willie Nelson and Missy Elliott. <laughs> or, or have they uh, started playing like the '90s stuff? Because now that's that's classic, right? We just uh, yeah. cla- the Cheryl Crow is classic '90s rock according to uh, the, Hall, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So well, my kids, uh, especially my daughter, like to always make fun of how I listen to full music. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, <sighs> That, that's timeless. Every generation, uh, their parents' music is yeah. old, and, and old people music. So that's right. No, nothing's changed there. Uh, next into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You're already laughing. <laughs> yes, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rage Against the Machine. And I love their music, actually, uh, but I'm I'm laughing at the thought of they did enough to make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I'm laughing at the longevity because they, 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 I don't know how many albums they even put out. Like, it wasn't that many. Um, and they're not really rock. They're more like rap. Um, but they have a lot of guitar, so I guess they're sort of rock. That's but. what did it. <laughs> they mixed in the rock with their, with their rap, and <laughs> uh, and I'm and I'm also laughing because they're the the perfect uh, inductee uh, in in this era of of wokeness and and diversity. Like they're exactly what you want if you want to seem like the uh, the the woke rock and roll hall of fame. So uh, I don't know how much love they were getting before uh, the last few years uh, with all the protests and stuff, but but right now, yeah, that's exactly the way you want to go. Uh, but yeah, rock and roll Hall of Famers rage against the machine. That's, uh, I, I, that's would, not... I would put them in the third spot after, like, so so like, you know, we have our top two. Those are automatics. The, the, this is that that B tier now. <laughs> you so know, they're behind they're behind George Michael and, and Cheryl Crow. Yes, so you know, that's the S tier. Like they're in, that makes sense. Now we're into that okay. A and B tier. This is that next tier because <laughs> they there's probably more there than there is for the other ones. I would say who are just like you just throw up your hands and go sure whatever just put them all in. Um, <laughs> at least this one there could be an argument, okay. but I'm not going to say you know stamp of approval slam dunk. Right. All right. Um, are we still in the performers, or let me? I think that's six. So there should be yeah. one more. There is one more, it, which was so such a weird inductee that I had to look to see it. Are they like an influencer, or are they? Actually, no, this is an actual performer induction. Uh, the last performer induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Spinners. Oh. oh okay. 
I, I'm sure you're. We're just gonna we're just gonna pull work. random oldies <laughs> group out. We're gonna have these questionable picks, and then we're just gonna go back to, like I said, random oldies group. This is like the uh, the, the the 1954 NFL defensive tackle that made two tackles yeah. in the championship game pick because the spinners had like I, one or two pop hits. And that's guarantee you that if I look it up, they've probably got a couple of songs everybody knows, and you never know who did them. Right. right. Well, I know who did them because I'm familiar with them, but most people know, have no idea. Oh, that was the spinner? Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it, most people All right. The spinners, I'll put them in that the stylistics, four the I'll four tops, the, the four spot, so. temptations all sound the same to them, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, we'll the, the spinner. One, we'll start plucking one per year. So I'll put right. them in that four. There's a four seed here. Um, okay. So, you know, two slam dunks, couple of is, and then the rest are just like, come on, what are we doing here? All right. That leaves the Musical Influence Award. There's two for that. Oh, the first Influence Award. And these are artists, too. Uh... Or these like the producers. First, the first one is definitely not an artist and okay. not a producer. Um, extremely important to a genre of music that would not be rock and roll, and that oh. would be DJ Cool Herc. I'm gonna Ooh. just stop you already because you, I know you don't know who that is, but he's basically the father of DJing. Like what you know as far as scratching and and the DJs getting up there and being the front men because the beginnings of hip hop was not the MCs it was the DJs right. taking the the records that were already out and mixing them in way in new innovative ways that that got the parties going in the in the mid seventies and that's basically the beginning of hip hop and DJ Cool Herc is basically the guy that's yeah. as being the first to to do that uh, like a founding father spinning them he's up on the uh-huh. ones and twos. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Word. <laughs> God. Oh, it is, it's really good that we don't have a show because we'd probably be fired. What? The, what do we do? What do we say? Some of the directions that we take sometimes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, kings of non sequiturs, the name of the show. That, 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 this is true. This is why it's our show. We can do what we want. That's right. Um, so I, I don't know how to, I guess, categorize it. DJ Cool Herc is extremely important to hip-hop. He's a father of hip-hop. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I don't. I know. But so again. You just, you just throw up the hands and go, yeah. okay. Again, once, you lit, once you light that torch and you let in, you know, Public Enemy and Beastie Boys and all of them, uh, then, uh, yeah, to go back to the father and the founder, okay, fine. Uh, the second person in the Musical Influence Award I've never heard of in my life. Uh, his name is Link Ray. Do you know who Link Ray is? No. Okay. Uh, the, the bio is kind of short so I can read it. Link Ray was the original punk, the inventor of the power chord, and the architect of a sound that laid the foundation for metal, punk, and every genre that relies on raw, untamed noise to convey its message. Mm. So basically, he was the first guy to play a guitar loud, apparently. Yeah, he just, just, you know, yeah, he just had that, he had the, the spinal tap 
uh, amplifier because that goes to 11 and just the, the power cord. Yeah, the power cord. Which I, okay. Uh, so that's that's influencers. Good, um, good job, Link Ray. There are three in the Musical Excellence Award. Uh, one is definitely a performer that we've all heard of, um, oh. and the other two, and and one's a writer we've all heard of. Uh, so in the what's the name of this award? I forgot it already. Musical Excellence. Sorry. Uh, the Musical Excellence Award for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that famous rock and roller Shaka Khan. What? <laughs> uh, excellence. Um, okay, yeah. I, Shaka Khan is excellent. I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, rock, oh, rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I mean, we we know. I know who she is, of course, but right. Not and this that, this bio oh. I have to read. No, this this bio I have to read because they tried to weave that in as well and and, and oh, go man. woke as well. They said Shaka Khan's voice and presence represented the racial and social integration at the heart of rock and roll. So somehow huh? and all that R and B music was we was. Oh, integrating I... the races at the at the heart of rock and roll. That, yeah, who knew that that's what Shaka Khan was doing in the uh, in the seventies and eighties? Here I am. I thought she was just making good She's R&B. pioneer. Yeah, thought she was trying to make the money and have a, have a, have a nice career and put food on the table and spread love through song. Nope, she's a rock pioneer. Um, fooled, yeah. fooled you. <laughs> no, she's a racial and social integration oh. at the heart of rock and roll pioneer. So sure, was, that's what she was thinking. Uh huh. She, she was she was woke before woke was woke. Uh, next in the uh, excellence category, I've never heard of this person, Al Cooper with a K. Uh, <laughs> silence. Don't know what Al Cooper with a K did. A massive influence on American music. Composer so massive, mul- we've never heard of him. Massive. Massive. Composer, composer multi-instrumentalist, singer, arranger, and producer Al Cooper has collaborated with the biggest names in rock and roll. And so he's a collaborator names. with the stars. Do they not tell you who those are? Um, they might if I click forward. Wait, and... no, no, no. It's, here's what it is. I'll tell you the list right now. Okay. Billy Nelson, Kate Bush, <laughs> Shaka Khan, The Spinners. Um, jeez. Uh, no, it's he came along before that. I, I I did click forward on his bio, and I'm not going to oh, read okay. it all, but basically he goes back to 1965 and wow. uh, Gary. Gary Lewis and the Playboys and people like that. That's why so, we don't know who he is. Yeah. Um, that's before our time. Definitely. All right, so that's Al Cooper. And the third inductee to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for Excellence, uh, we know him uh, as a writer, Bernie Taupin. That's Elton John's writing partner. Yep, that's that's the guy. Uh, so that, that's, that's tangentially uh, rock and roll. 
So yes, can't. that one actually <laughs> is. Can't have any uh, complaints about Bernie Taupin. I don't believe uh, made some very very uh, popular records with with Elton John, as we as we said. So good on Bernie Taupin. Um, and that leaves the uh, had to go all the oh the uh, the Ahmed Erdogan Award. Would you? Said you have no idea who that guy is. I only know him because they referenced him in the Ray Charles movie. So he's one of the oh. original guys from from that label, from that Atlantic Records, back when 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 Ray was first coming along in the fifties. Okay. Um, so he has his own award, and we've all heard of the person who received that award. Uh, unfortunately, his, uh, his his unfortunate demise is what comes to mind. But uh, at least he's Uh-oh. getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anyway. Don Cornelius. Okay. Too damn bad. Yeah, rock and roll. Okay, whatever. Uh, 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 his, his, his influence on music is, is obvious and, and un, uh, unassailable. It's just a damn shame that the first thing you think about now when you think of Don Cornelius is the fact that he uh, shot himself. Uh, I, just... I wasn't thinking of that. Wasn't oh, he, okay. I, I, was he from Soul Train? Yeah, Soul Train. That's okay. what I was thinking of. Okay. I didn't know I, he I just, offed him. I did not know he offed himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, he's obviously the Soul Train guy. Like I, I thought he was a, a little more popular than that. Like obviously it's Don Cornelius. Um, but yeah, I'm, the, I think of him. The the fact that he uh, decided to to kill himself is. Uh, but yeah, if you did if you didn't hear about it when it happened, then you, you, you if you don't know, you don't know. So uh, unfortunately, I knew. Um, but yeah, the the Soul Train, the, the story of Soul Train, very. Uh, uh, Popular and, and infamous, at least in my circles and whatnot. And uh, yeah, he, he opened many doors. Um, uh, they even say that in the uh, in the bio, he opened the door and held it open for many others to follow through. Rock and roll, no, but uh, musical influence, yes, absolutely. Uh, big uh, big presence in, in in many black homes in the uh, in the seventies and eighties. And, and um, I I remember even Soul Train. Yeah, I was a big deal. Yeah, it's it's Soul Train. It's uh, you know. You, I I won't to... do the intro because my family's trying to sleep. Oh well, I can I can do it, but I can't because I I'm old and my voice doesn't go that high yeah. anymore. Uh, but I can try it. Soul <laughs> Train. Yeah, everybody. Remember. I mean, you grew up in the '80s. You know that. You know that. Yeah. You know bandstand. Right. The, the, that was all those. You know. Sure. Don Cornelius, uh, ah, rock and roll, sure. <laughs> rock and roll Hall of Famer, Don Cornelius. Uh, so yeah, as we've discussed uh, through the years, this is more of like American Music History Hall of Fame more than, more so than rock and roll. <sighs> Which that's what it seems to have morphed into because obviously right. when they started it, you were able to like check all the big names off right away. And we're so far past that point now that you know, and rock. And we're so far outside rock of rock and roll. Music isn't even really you know like mainstream anymore. So many other genres are out there before you even think of rock. And if you do think of rock, there's there's so many splinter groups of rock, you know that it that it's like you know. It's not just what you think. You think of rock. You think of very certain things, and even even what we consider like 
point that point a band out to me right now that you would just go, yep, they're rock. <laughs> rock music. Uh... Right. You have to, it's, it's an offshoot that you would use to describe them within the framework or the umbrella of rock. So there's my breakdown on that. <laughs> Oh, we we talk about that a lot. Like, who in the world is going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twenty five years from now? Like the the artists that are out right, right now. Who, who's out? Uh, Taylor Swift, apparently. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Like, like uh, sure, Eminem. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, because uh, you don't have to be dead. Right. You can still be kicking. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and get into these things, um, or at least in the waning years of your career. So, um, I, there there is a a, a limit, or, or a, a I can't think of the word I'm trying to, but there there is a, a, a you, you do have to have been in the business for 25 years, I believe, uh, in order to be nominated. So, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so he can't just nominate anyone, but like. That's why I say 25 years from now, who in the world is going to be in that's still going to be relevant enough to where you want to go back and say, right. yeah, when they started or, in 2012 or whatever. You can be a mid-tier musician now, and then 25 years from now, your one of your songs pops up on a TV show. Oh, when and, somebody re- remakes Stranger Things for, uh, for 2037. <laughs> then you could be in. <laughs> pulls a random song by Billie Eilish out and that propels her to right. the top of the charts. And then Correct. Billie Somebody's Eilish will be gonna... in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you have unlocked the secret. <laughs> uh, but can I put money? Can I monetize that? Can I? Is there a market where I can bet Billie Eilish plus 2500 to make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because that's where I need to, to make that work. It doesn't really matter that I call right. it. I'd, I, would have, I would have more reason to have to ask my, my daughter or my son, like, hey, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna be in the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, twenty five or twenty years from now? Well, no, they're gonna stop and look at you and go, "What is rock and roll? What are you talking about?" Oh boy, about? yeah. Well, they don't. Who's gonna be in the Music Hall of Fame twenty? Cause yeah, it doesn't matter if it's rock anymore. No, uh, no, you. We're, we're. I think we should start calling it what it actually is, which is just the American Music Hall of Fame. Right, that seems to be what it's morphing itself into, and it would make sense at some point that they just drop the whole rock and roll thing. Yeah, you it, know, it gets more and more of, outdated every year. Correct, and just start having wings, kind of like the Hall of Infamy. You know, uh, you well, know, they got the wings. They got we've got the Crime of Punishment wing, and right, you know. They got wings. They couldn't put Shaka Khan in just as a performer. They had to make her a, a whatever they called it. Influencer? Uh, well, that's that's another category. Oh. Um, she's well, a musical she's excellence. Music excellence. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what makes you musical excellence and what makes you performer. I, I but, don't understand. Well, I can understand what makes you musical excellence, but what makes you musical excellence enough to be in the rock and roll all of them? I love these every year. <laughs> and what's the difference? Why can't you? Why couldn't Shaka Khan get in as a performer? Well, she wasn't good enough as a performer, but she still had musical excellence, so we're going to put her in sort of, sort of backdoor in this way. Isn't, isn't that almost an insult? 
like a slap um, in the face. Like, you weren't a good enough performer, but we want to put you in anyway uh, as just an excellent musician. You just didn't perform very well. You didn't have big enough hits. Yeah, I'm not so sure quite you... what the split is there. I mean, we might I, have I to get know. that some committee discussion, or I don't even know I, if they have a committee. I think they just pull names out of hats. <laughs> Someone makes these decisions. I don't know there who There is a how. giant dartboard <laughs> and post-it notes. And who gives somebody musical puts excellence? on a blindfold. Shaka Kong is musical excellence. Yeah. No, they put in a couple, like, automatic ones they don't have to argue about, and then they're like, we got nothing for these last few, so <laughs> let's just start, you know. Somebody I has understand. GPT. I understand how DJ Cool Herc can't get in as a performer because he didn't perform anything. He was just a DJ. Correct. That I get. Why is Shaka Khan not in as a performer when she was a performer for 30 yeah. years? I, I don't I don't know. I remember at least one of her songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Uh, I mean, I, we're not, I'm not going to look up the Billboard charts and get into a, a discussion on who's the bigger stars, but she had to have had more top ten hits than the Spinners. But the Spinners get in as performers. So I don't. That's what I'm understanding. And Rage Against the Machine didn't have any top hits. They were just running around well, the country they were uh, not, making noise. They were not playing on the top forty. That was. They were not hit makers. No. But ain't good for they them. Were, right, but but they get in as performers, but not as musical excellence. I, I don't. I, you can switch that as far as I'm concerned. But Shaka in as a performer and Rage Against the Machine as, as musical excellence. But but that's just me. All right. You should petition and and, and make it happen. If I had the stroke, if only I had the stroke. Uh, but I have no stroke at all. Uh, so we're about done here. Yeah, it was just a nice little, nice little quick pop. Um, so you saw my texts. Uh, we're heading down your way this year. Yeah, yeah, very excited. That'll be fun. Uh, I can tell you exactly when that'll be, actually, so you can clear your calendar. All right. That will be October 21st. We will clear our calendar. We're going to be here. Um, we are we do not appear to be leaving on any other trips this year uh, until oh. uh, Thanksgiving in uh, in Chicago. Yeah, because you're telling me about that one. So, yeah, we're, we're going, taking the kids out of school for a couple of days, and then they have three days off for some reason the week before Halloween. So we're taking them out of school for two days and we're heading down to Florida. Okay. Uh, got a room right on the Gulf Coast. Hopefully there's no hurricanes. And Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. My wife, uh, we've been talking about having an excuse to head down your way and looked at it on the map and it's like, hey, it's only a couple extra hours out of the way. And we all want some ribs. Um <laughs> That's why you're coming. That's the real reason. Well, you know, yeah, but you just happen to be there, so that's okay. <laughs> what will be uh, interesting was, is when we get to that stretch of the schedule for shows, because we are gone from Friday the 20th until Sunday the 29th. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're, it's like a 10-day trip. So... It's going to really put a, a crimp on us doing, uh, especially that that full week show right before Halloween. Yeah, sounds like I might be on the uh, on the hook for a couple of solos there. 
uh, yeah, I could. Well, there's a Thursday night right before I leave that we could. We don't do it very often, but we could throw in a Thursday nighter. Um, I know you don't like them, but that is a possibility on the 19th of October. The next week, I don't know. Uh, you got five months. <laughs> find a, you could find a find a fill in host for the week or or something. Um, I'll, I'll yeah, consider that because we're heading home from we're starting our drive back on that Friday, and then we're taking a couple of days. We're probably on the way back through uh, going north. Going to stop and see my dad. So okay, you know so. We're gonna hit you guys on the way down, hit my dad on the way back home, and maybe make it a crazy just whirlwind week and a half for us. So, be fun though. Yeah, it'd be great. I'm very excited to see the kiddos. Been so long since I've seen you guys. Of course, I'm excited to see you guys too. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, you're excited, excited to, to go out for ribs too. <laughs> and excited to go go to Corgis. Well, we, we can go to Corgis anytime, you know. But it's Always uh, uh, more special. I, I to, just want to be able to go there and enjoy it because the last time, if you remember, <laughs> yeah, I, definitely, <laughs> I was ill. Yes, definitely remember uh, that you were not feeling well. Yeah, um, I was quite ill yeah. the last time we were down there, and that was on the way to my uh, my grandfather's funeral. Right, so that's quite yeah, a, yeah. quite a few years ago since we've actually been down that way, and we don't get many opportunities. You know, we're not having any family down there anymore. I mean, other than you, of course, your family. Um, that's right, brother. To, that's right, our brother. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting. Oh, the um, the kids were up to my knee. That, that so this has been years. And <laughs> yeah, I know they they're not up to they my knee. They'll anymore. have no idea who you are. They just know who you are from talking to you on the show. They, they might remember me. I, I, uh, if I may, if I may be so they don't. It runs in, into too, too many other black people up there, so I'm sure they Tr- remember Trini me. Mike. Grant, Grant will have no idea. No. Grant was, yeah, in, you... a, Grant was in a stroller last yeah. time we saw you guys. But Trini was, yeah, she's, you know, she's in yeah. pictures with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Grant's in pictures, too. He's just so young. He doesn't, he's just a, yeah, yeah, he's a baby. Right. So, uh, he, yeah, he it'll be fun. That. So, that is, uh, that's way down the line, but it's safe. It's way down the line. Five months will be here before we know it. It, it will. It will absolutely be just like the football season will be starting uh, before we know it. we we got the, the summer to go, but it's, uh, it's shorter than we think. And then the uh, beginning of August comes around, and it'll be yeah. time to get ready for some, some Hall of Infamy inductions. Taking the, taking the kids to another uh, Packers preseason game this year. They had so much fun last year. So we're taking them to uh, another preseason game. As soon as the, the schedule dropped and the tickets went on sale, I waited about three days and was able to scoop up uh, tickets, $11 per ticket. Uh, were they a lot more before uh, uh, your, your boy Karen left for, for New York? Uh, yes. That's what they usually cost. Much more, oh, they... because last year we paid $15. <laughs> okay. For preseason tickets, so this year it's eleven. So that's twenty percent right. or more. Well, this is not that bad. Uh, no. But yeah, you get the the, the early uh, indications of of what Jordan Love's going to look like. 
Oh boy. I saw him play in that preseason game last year. He looked quite good, much better in his second year than he did in his first. Okay. So, yeah, probably. I'm, I'm guessing he'll have quite a bit of PT um, taken over the job full time. I don't think he's going to play every snap, but I could see him playing a half, you know. Right. So that's, uh, yeah, it's another another fun thing that we have coming up. Nice, nice inexpensive uh, time for the kids, and the draft is coming to Green Bay. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to mention. In a couple of years, Green yeah. Bay, Wisconsin gets to host uh, the draft. That's I already told my so wife tiny. start saving. I told my wife start saving. We're going. That city is so tiny. The city you... is the city is tiny, but they do have the space, um, the facilities. They. they between, to handle three hundred thousand people, yeah, it's it's going to be a zoo. There's a lot of room. There is a lot of. I don't know about hotels and all of that. Yeah, no. <laughs> but there's definitely a lot of room there. I'm sure there's going to be some some stuff pop up. You know, yeah, um, oh, okay. some venues pop up. But there's a lot of room outside the stadium and inside. You know, and then there's the the training facility. They, they'll do a good job. They right. Obviously, they obviously must have had an impressive um, offer because these teams all bid for this. It's like the freaking Olympics. Right, but it's the NFL, so whoever comes up with the best offer is what, yeah. is what wins the day. It's not whether they're actually right. prepared to handle it. It's whoever winks, makes the best offer. Yeah. I, they did it in Chicago. Where did they do it when they did it in Chicago? Uh, Grant Park, right? Yeah. Was that Grant Park? It had to be either Grant Park or McCormick Place, or I'm trying to remember. Uh, it might be right about, yeah, down there in, it, yeah, in, it, it, on the lake. It I know be, it was down on the lakefront. Yeah, it had to be out there uh, at, at Grant Park. Uh, that's about the only place I could think of where they would have that kind of space that they would dedicate yeah. to that. Like there's space like in, in Hyde Park and stuff, but they would never dedicate it to, to the NFL. Sure. Um, so yeah, it had to be down there in Grand Park. They'll, they'll have something. I have a feeling it'll be, it'll be well done. I, I think it's going to be a total clusterfuck, but it's going to be well done. Yes. It will be a clusterfuck. And it will bring <laughs> a lot of, you know, it'll be cool for that city, you know, being such a, I mean, it's, you know, the, the fact that a city of, 80,000 has an NFL team, you know. It's already strange, it's, yes. You know, that's funny because it's really a state team. It, of course, they, they played, used to play it, in Milwaukee. They they played, yeah, they played a couple of games down there. Uh, they still have their, you know, split season ticket package. You know, they, they still have the grandfathered in uh, season ticket games for two. You know, if you were a Milwaukee season ticket holder, you get two of those eight games. That's going back in the day for for those who aren't aren't familiar or don't remember or weren't weren't alive. Uh, yeah, the Packers ah. used to actually play home games in Milwaukee, yes. not just in. And Green I Bay. was at the last one. I was at the very last game they ever played at uh, Milwaukee County Stadium. There you go. So there's something for you too. It's Brett Favre, Favre, <laughs> um, running in a touchdown and as time was expiring. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it, it, it was uh, got to be a long time when Brett Favre was running it in. Yeah, it was a very, 
Very last game they ever played in Milwaukee County. So that yeah, that draft's going to be a zoo. You're going to be right in the middle of that. That's going to be. I'm, I'm talking about how crazy it's going to be, but I'm also jealous because that's going to be the, like the closest that one of us comes to one of those uh, sort of festival situations like that. Like I, yeah. uh, it reminds me of like going to uh, WrestleMania, whatever uh, city that they go to. Like I, I still want to do that one day as a as a bucket list thing. Yeah. Uh, because just walking around the area is, is probably. Uh, as insane as walking around the uh, the NFL draft is probably the, you know very similar. Yeah, uh, I, I don't even know if I'm going to have everywhere in there. I just want to be there. <laughs> uh, so you don't really even want to go in the uh, and, and stand there for the actual draft while they go no, through I three do. hours of. Oh, okay. I, I do for at least for day one. Right. I just think that that would be something. That's like once in a lifetime. Right. And, no, and it's, it's going to snow. Like you, you know it's going to snow. For the draft? In I forget you guys up there get snow basically until June. Correct. We have <laughs> snow in May. Almost, I think this, the beginning of this month, I think we had snow showers. and so Yeah, but you could get some pretty awful weather in April in Green Bay. It could be nice, too, but odds are it's not going to be very nice, which I think this would be perfect for the NFL draft if they're out there in the snow. Because it's Green Bay. They're the frozen don't, tundra. Don't, don't wish to. It's the last week of April. It, it, it might be snow, but don't <laughs> I, don't wish that on them. Right. Come on. Well, like you, <laughs> like you had the one down in Nashville, right? I mean, you're probably, yeah. you probably wished you had gone to that, right? Uh, yeah, it may, would have been uh, interesting, that was I, the, I admit. That was, the, that was a huge crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, At Nashville, one, I think 000. they said six hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was enormous. What they did um, in the downtown of that city, how, how they were able to handle that was crazy. But we'll see what Green Bay can do. It'll be fun. I just think because you know Packers, they travel well no matter what, and they're doing this in the the whole state's going to be there. I feel like you're going to have definitely that city's going to be a zoo, and I'm I'll be I'm there for it. It just strikes me as also the one city that there's a possibility that all the power goes out because they just can't handle everything, and then it just turns into <laughs> a complete nightmare. No, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just wondering. Okay. First, uh, first ECW pay-per-view uh, in, in, in the bingo hall in Philadelphia. Uh, literally three seconds after they went off the air after the final match, the uh, the power blew in the building and, and went dark. They they were that close to complete uh, disaster uh, because they, they couldn't handle it. They they weren't ready for something like that. But wow, they they, they made it through. So that I had to throw a little wrestling in there because I always got to get some wrestling in every show, every show. So yeah, we'll All right. we'll do this uh, we'll do this again in a few weeks and. Yep, who knows what will come up and what we'll be able to yeah. talk about uh, at that point. We get into June here. Get, uh, haven't had too many arrests yet. We got uh, uh, we have a punt guy trying to get uh, trying to get off his charges. Oh, uh, uh, that boy! Have we ever rescinded uh, an award? <laughs> I, I would hold off on rescinding because all they basically said was the authorities in charge. Uh, can't really place him at the scene at this point, uh, which well, that's uh, kind of the, important. 
I also think the girl that got raped would like to to debate that. So I don't. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I would still uh, hold all tickets uh, in that situation. I don't, I don't think anything's been resolved yet. Uh, and the uh, the Dan Snyder sale is is inching its way to completion uh, very very slowly. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, banged up his his calf today in in training What's camp. Because so. his that's because his dumbass is practicing with the team. I mean, what's he doing? <laughs> he never did before. <laughs> Correct. He would, he would not come out, no matter how bad the, the, the team failed in the playoffs in, in, in Green Bay, he would not come out to OTAs uh, up there. No. Eh, we, I'll, I'll be he fine. We, we don't need. He wouldn't need, practice at all. He, no, I mean, he would practice, he but he it. wouldn't play in the OTA. Anything that was not mandatory, he would not show up for. Didn't play right. in any of the preseason. He just thought he could show up and win a title. And, and then uh, turn around and accuse the organization of disrespecting him. Like, come uh-huh. on. And then says, you guys don't give me weapons. And then goes to the Jets and goes, I want all those guys I had in Green <laughs> Bay. Who weren't really weapons, right? Correct. Uh, uh, it's just, yeah. Oh, come on. You got to love him. got to love him. I'd love to <laughs> Yeah. I always love some Karen Rogers. Freaking weirdo. He's not doing anything in New York either, folks. I'm sorry. that He still doesn't have the one receiver that he trusted. They still, he, unless he goes to, to New York. Still... <laughs> I told you this is Russell Wilson 2.0, and I'm sticking with that all the way until, <laughs> we, until we go through our you know, preseason stuff. You, It's the same exact recipe. Old quarterback traded to another city into an extremely competitive division into a new situation. I don't care how you know the same thing with Russell Wilson, right? Great defense. They trade. No, look how that went. Look how well that went. I don't even know if I'm going that far down in the hole. You're going deep down when you talk about the next Russell Wilson. That's that's awful. I do get the same. I get the same vibes off of this as I did off the Russ thing because you still got the Bills and the Dolphins. You you still have respectable teams in that division that are very good. Rodgers isn't just going to show up and it's like, oh wait, hey, we're not now we're Super Bowl contenders. Nope. Yeah, that that's exactly how it's been covered. And no, (laughs) no, 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 no. No. If I can, can I fade? If I can fade the Jets in any way, you can definitely fade the Jets. Yeah. they're all over. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be all over the game uh, primetime games this year too. I think they have six of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another Just, new uh, thing. They're, they're flexing of the Thursday games now. We're not going to. I have... don't understand. I oh, I definitely have... understand. Here's why you flex Thursday night games. Flex the worst game to Thursday night. <laughs> worst game of the week. Yeah, just have a TBD schedule for the last six weeks of Thursday nights that you play, and then whatever the worst game on the schedule is, just put that on Thursday night because it'll still draw a bigger number than whatever it's up against. It might still draw a pretty big number, but Colts, they Texans. are. Yeah, no, they're they're actively trying to not have the shittiest games of the year on Thursday night. They actually want to have but Amazon they... Prime stick around. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> like it because they want the money. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're actually the trying problem. to treat their partner white. Right. You want to do things right then, if you're the NFL, here's how you do it. Because you end up with these turd Monday night. Just schedule the first half of the season primetime games. And then just flex everything the rest of the way. Uh, that, that's kind of what they're 
trying to do or moving towards doing. Uh, but they're they're not. It's not mandatory for everyone to have a night game anymore, so we're we're spared from Jaguars Jets hopefully forever until the end of time. We don't ever have to deal with that again. Um, and and they're trying to actually put decent games in in these Thursday night, but that's a whole different problem. Now, now you're taking teams that might contend for the playoffs, and oh by the way, you're not playing on Sunday. You're playing Thursday. You're getting a short yeah. week. Good luck. So. And there's some team. Uh, well, no, I saw that the rules on this were pretty distinct, saying that the, everybody's going to get, like, four weeks' notice. Okay. So it's not going to be, you know, Monday night football is over, and then, oh, wait, it's, now we're announcing <laughs> our Thursday flex schedule. No, what? So they, they get a, a four-week notice. That's fine. It's You're still taking a team that's trying to put a season together and, and contend. And putting them in a in a disadvantage by potentially putting them in a, in a Thursday night that they weren't, you know, anticipating, uh, right. and, and possibly a second Thursday night because now you can yeah. now that you're not making well, it mandatory for every team now you can have teams that go uh, Thursday night twice in a season, which would really it happens sucks. every year though that there's that team that you think is going to be good and then they're two and eleven and then they're just right, dominating right. like the, the Broncos of last year <laughs> where it seemed like they were on prime time every week. Yeah, yeah. That probably did more to get that dang coach fired than anything else was. It wasn't just that the Broncos were were bad. They were the only thing on <laughs> and bad every yeah. week. Yeah. And the Broncos and those are the big horsey uh, players. They have the ball, and they're going to see if they can find a way to move it. Oh, nice. And so what's up? Oh, there's Russ Wilson. Oh, no! Oh, that's called uh, an interception. No, in an attempt to avoid having that happen. Uh, Man, I never realized that Patrick there from SpongeBob that is, went full Ron Santo. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. He did. So, trying to avoid that, they're having more uh, ability to flex in the Thursday night. So, I, I get it, but at the same time, it, it sucks because you're, you're going to take some team that's trying to put together a decent season and, and kind of screwing them. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, all about show was over half an hour ago. So, uh, we made two hours out of absolutely nothing. Uh, we did. We just just like we always do. Yeah. Kings of non sequitur. That's what we do. Okay. You're ready to bounce? I am. All right. No idea when our next show will be, but uh, I'm sure we'll make two hours out of nothing then as well. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of non sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Thank you all for listening to all of that. Hopefully it was entertaining, and hopefully you learned something from me trying to get scammed. Um, And we will talk to you sometime in June. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.